Blog Talk Radio. Ray and Tay today. Yes, Sports Radio's on, talking sports with friends, and you know we got it on from the NFL to the NBA, MLB and college hoops do it all day, college football, we know who's number one, understand, on the phones, you know we get it done, so call in 718-664-9098 and we'll give you more, talking sports, uh, yes we do, talking sports, uh. It's for you, Ray and Tay, and we spit it every day, and we're talking sports, give us a call, okay? Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. You're listening to Ray and Tay today, and I'm Ray Tall Racer. Hello, hello. So we are here on a Monday night talking NCAA tournament, Sweet 16. Hello, hello. Looks like we might be having some audio issues. But you're listening to Ray and Tay today, and we're here to talk Final Four and everything in between. Tay, you there? Hello, hello. So we are your college basketball talk central. Thought the college basketball is all that's going on in the world of sports. You're wrong. We've got NFL free agency. Very, very active free agency market this year. Everybody's scrambling to make some moves in free agency. We've got the number two pick in the draft, the three pick in the draft, the four pick in the draft, all up for grabs. Looks like quarterbacks are the name of the game, even more than usual. Everybody's moving up to the top of the draft board to pick up one of those top four quarterbacks. Tay, you there with us? Maybe not. Looks like we're having some audio difficulties. But let's talk brackets. Let's see if we can get Tay on the line. We'll start talking NCAA. Biggest upsets ever in college basketball history. Say that ten times. So the question is, what was your reaction on Friday night about 10 minutes into the second half when it started to look pretty clear that the University of Virginia, the first number one seed ever, was going to lose. There I to... <laughs> Can you hear me? Okay, tell you with us. Yeah, yeah, we're here. <laughs> so, so break we're it down, man. Just talking demand, Friday night. Yeah. I, I, I was saying, let's start it off on Friday night. What were you thinking about halfway through the second half when it was looking like the number one overall seed was going to lose for the first time? A number one seed, the number one overall seed was going to lose for right. the first time you, in 33 years. 
it's unbelievable, and you got to be so happy for those kids. Obviously, they they lost the next you know next round, but UMBC has changed the story of Cinderella forever, and it's now all number one seeds can you know never lose. Now it's it's possible because those kids. Yes, we know that the the sixth man was out for Virginia, and he's their best defensive player, NBA body. But, Ray, UMBC, they didn't beat them on a buzzer beater by a three-pointer or a fluke. They spanked them by 20. That was colossal. It's up there with USA beating Russia, the Giants beating the 18-0 Patriots. I mean, it, it might be bigger than any of them if we're, if we're really being honest. I mean, amazing. And, and, and then you and I were going back and forth, and we thought Thursday going into the early part of Friday, it was a little ho-hum. Yeah, we had Wichita State in Arizona. But then it became like the flood of, of upsets. It's, it was, it's been great. And you know what is crazy is, like you said, it's now if 16 beats one, I mean, there can't be any other bigger upsets, right? I mean, think <laughs> of, and, and think about this. If you are a historian, Chaminade, a Division two school, beating Ralph Sampson, the number one team, UVA, in 1982. And now UVA losing in the first round with the number one overall seed. I mean, UVA is part of college basketball history on the wrong They're side. having a rough way to go, right? They're having a rough way because UVA, you know, they might go to the Final Four and win it all, and it was just, like, swept away from them. So, I mean, that, that's just it's great. Let's talk about the, the, the rest of the upsets in the weekend. What did you think about, and we got to give Ray credit, he said it on our show, if you guys listen to Ray and Tay, Loyola Chicago, not one, but two wins. They're dancing in the Sweet 16, and we got to talk about the Sweet 16 because it's SEC – Big 12 and ACC, and, you know, and we had upsets, right, on two Big Ten teams, a Big East team. I mean, what, what did you think about Loyola, and now they meet Nevada, another upset team? Well, you know what? All of these brackets are winnable because any of the 16 can run the table, right? It, yeah, I mean, you, you got to think that any of these teams, you're right, any of these teams are – you don't want to say even money, but they certainly can all win it, can win four games from here on out. Because you look at these teams, and the South has no one, two, three, or four seed, right? So Kentucky now is looking pretty as the number five seed. Um, you look at the other brackets, the only one that's really held close to form is the East where we always thought Villanova had an easy ride, and maybe they still do, but in their bracket, it's Villanova as a one seed, Purdue as a two seed, Texas Tech as a three, and Virginia as a five. But other than that, you know, in the Midwest, you got Kansas and Duke as one and two. You got Clemson as five and 11. And then in the West, we were looking forward to a North Carolina-Michigan matchup, but we've Uh. got Michigan at three, Gonzaga at four, Texas A&M at seven and Florida state at nine. I tell you what, Loyola, Chicago, Syracuse, and Florida state are the three lowest seeds. Oh, in Kansas state, I guess those are two 11. Yeah, two nine. State, yeah. They could, any of those teams could win 
uh, two games and get to the final four. Well, listen, listen, I wouldn't listen. be surprised. Don't just skip over our man. You got to give love to Go Blue Jordan Poole, Ray. I told you Cincinnati and Houston were tough teams, and they, if they didn't lose, they looked like they both could have gone to the final four the way that they play. Rob Gray, 39 points the first game. But, Ray, Jordan Poole hitting that shot after the pass for your boy, Muhammad Abdul. Rockman. Rockman. You know what's funny? How he made the same Michigan shot in high crazy. school. No, no. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Wasn't that crazy? Well, um, and, and you know you what know, else is crazy is that he actually in some ways got lucky because what he tried to do, he tried to put his feet and try to get called, and now the refs are getting more picky about that. And, and if you yeah. create, in, in some ways he's lucky he didn't create contact. Because they could have called that a foul against him. You saw both times he tried to spread his legs and get and get fouled. Yeah, no, no, definitely. And let's get to the pick. But it is official. We will have a new champion because the the the, the big boys of Texas A and M, Ray Williams and Davis. Um, this is nobody's seven seed. If we're being honest, maybe Tar Heel should have been the three, um, but. When you look at Texas A&M, they were, you know, top five early on in the season. They had some injuries, and, they, you know, they dropped down. Their transfer guard got hurt. But, Ray, when you look at the talent and how they play, that's easy, a top four seed. I mean, they're better than Wichita State and some of these other four seeds. And, we still have some and they were, left, they were top, you know, yeah. top 15 during certain parts yeah, of the season. So. Yeah. so, we still got blue blood, though. Duke, Villanova, Kansas, there's still some, you know. Some some blue bloods. I mean, another Kentucky, number one got even though they're Xavier. young this year. Yeah. So let's pick it. Let's go Thursday. So you start off Loyola against Nevada, eleven against seven. What do you got? You know what? I'm saying Cinderella keeps going. I mean, they're both Cinderella. You could argue seven, yeah, even seven eleven. Teams. I thought you you, you lean it towards Loyola. Loyola of Chicago is going to win another one. Eric Musselman, man, he's been hyped up. I don't know. I, I think, you know, you've got to go with Loyola. They also have, uh, what's the old lady that's rocking with them, and she's doing the prayers and everything. Oh, yeah, like she's her. 98, the team champion, yeah, man. 98 years old. Yeah, so I, I'm going to agree with you. I'm taking Loyola because I like the way they play. They share the rocks, they're athletic, and they're playing with no fear. I mean, none whatsoever. Nevada, if they get in a hole again, I don't think they'll be able to come back against Loyola. And Loyola's team speed, a little bit might be too much. How about A&M Michigan, which breaks our hearts in the Tar Heels, but A&M owned it. A seven against a three. Who are you taking? Oh, I don't know. If A&M plays the way they did against Carolina, they beat Michigan by ten. Uh, but Michigan's on a roll. Last year's Big Ten tournament, last year's tournament, this year's Big Ten tournament this year. is won, what, 11 in a row, I think, now. Yeah, I got to say Michigan. I'll say Michigan squeaks it out. I'll say uh, A&M doesn't quite have the experience. Michigan has probably the best player on the court. A&M might have the next two, but I'll say momentum carries <laughs> Michigan, and they win this one. You know, I think I want Michigan to win it just because I – you know, sometimes you, you look too train of thoughts, right? The school to beat your school, you want them to go win the championship. But then sometimes the school to beat your school, you're like, they beat my Tar Heels. I hope they get spanked. So 
that's what I'm going to go, Ray. I'm going to go with Michigan, too. I want them to take care of Texas A&M, and I'm going go blue. How about Kansas State, a ninth seed in this wide-open region against the new favorites, <laughs> right? Uh, I think the basketball index says 48% for Kentucky or 46% number five seed. Who you got, Kansas State or Kentucky? You know, Kentucky got lucky. They were in a bracket that actually had some good teams. The one, two, three, four in that bracket, I all thought were better than Kentucky and probably would have beat them head to head. But now I got to think Kentucky's a favorite to come out of the South and go at least get yeah. to the Final Four. So I think they're going to have no. And they're playing good. They, they're playing Calipari's well. They've got, got them youth. Well, They've, yeah. And and you know, give them four more days to prepare. You know, got the two games under their belt, so the, the freshmen aren't really freshmen anymore. They went through that SEC tournament. My man tournament. Kevin they did. Yeah, they, they look to me right? like, like <laughs> they, quietly speaking, shh, don't tell anybody, but uh, they're like the new young stud favorite. So I'm, I'm going to go with Kentucky. I think they'll win pretty big. I think they'll win by 15 or 20, actually. Um, yeah, I think they're going to pull away on Kansas State. I don't know if that big, but I'll say double figures, maybe 10 points. Kentucky will win. And then Florida State, Gonzaga. Ooh. Uh, what you got? This one's not that easy. Florida State's talented. They are, but I think they played their best game. And they beat number one, and then they went to the final four. When you're a nine seed, you know, you're probably not thinking Final Four because, you know, you and the eight seed are 50-50. And then going out and beating a number one seed, um, take out uh, Xavier. So, to me, I think the Zags also breathe a sigh of relief because they barely won their game. They were outplayed mm-hmm. at times. But you know what? I think they have size. They have depth. They have maybe the best coach outside of Mike Shashevsky. You know, I like him bigger than and a couple guys Bill have excelled from last year. And a couple, it is a different team though. They don't have Karnowski. They sure. don't have Nigel Goswin. This is a different team, but yet it's still an experienced team. This, this, there are some holdovers from last year. It's not the main, not the main thugs, but uh, you know, some thoroughbreds nonetheless. I think Gonzaga, uh, you know, takes care of Florida State. I'll say by 10 or so. I think, they, I think they pull away. I think it's going to be closer. And I think Gonzaga, their experience at the end, they, you know, get like a 73-69 win. So Friday, number 11, Syracuse against number two, Duke. And we talked about this off air. And I just, we got to just applaud Jim Beheim because what he's doing, winning from the first four in, which every year someone from the first four in has advanced at least to the Sweet 16, the first team, the first year of ECU made it to the Final Four. But Ray, Syracuse, with lesser talent, he doesn't have the studs that Duke has. He's in this game. They're 2-3 zone. Their players are young. They're athletic. They've got a couple of veterans. But I think Syracuse needs to get love. And that 2-3 amoeba zone defense, He's definitely a Hall of Fame coach, and he shows it every every year. He's showing it. What do you got in this game? Because Duke has four days, five days actually, to prepare, I think Krzyzewski's going to find a way. Even though he's got youth, and that zone is so perplexing to the youth 
Think about this. If you look at the statistics, I think Michigan State has something like 23 offensive rebounds. If you give up 23 offensive rebounds, you should lose by 30. Because you think it's like 11 shots in a row towards the end? Wasn't it like 11 in a row they missed? Yeah. So if you can't shoot, then all those offensive rebounds are for naught. Because you're missing, you're and rebounding, and you're Duvall missing again. And Allen go cold. That's the thing. If Duvall so that, and Allen so go cold. that's exactly right. And, and that's, that's the formula, right? Syracuse has to keep it close and hope that the rookies, the freshmen, other than Grayson Allen, who's a senior, everybody else who plays significant minutes is a freshman. Yeah, and Wendell, so whether Wendell it's Trent tough. Jr. or it's Duvall or it's, or it's even Marvin Bagley, these Kids don't have the experience and definitely don't have the experience, you know, playing too much. I mean, they play Syracuse, obviously, in the league, but they're not really that adept at, at you know, crushing that zone. I think, though, you give Krzyzewski five days, they have athletes, they'll pull away. But huge kudos to Syracuse. First four in, that's a big deal. They barely made this tournament, and they gave Michigan State all they can handle. So uh, I like Duke, though. I like Duke in this game. I think Duke will win, too. Clemson, Kansas, holding down the ACC. Clemson took, a, took a, out a tough Auburn team. What do you think? Can the Jayhawks uh, keep, keep chalk for, for, for that reason? No, 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 no. I'm going with Clemson. If Ooh. you listen to Bill Self and hear his words – some of them are motivational, but I think some of them are the truth. He said, people don't fear us. This isn't your father's Kansas. This isn't Paul Pierce's Kansas team, Rafe LaFrance. This is a decent Kansas team, and Michaela and, and as a, um, uh, the big fella, uh, and obviously Devontae as a Graham, boogie, yeah. as a bookie. They've got a but decent team. But Graham is a good leader. He's. He is, and guard play typically wins, and that's why I was so disappointed in Arizona, but I should have known DeAndre Ayton can't really well, carry that team. Guards, they don't play D, and they don't have guards. Have enough handle. Yep. But I just think I that this Clemson too. team showed me enough in just absolutely okay. blitzing Auburn that I think they'll take out Kansas. Okay, I'm going to go with Kansas. I, I think at the end of the day, Bill Self will get them going. I think Azabuki will be healthy enough. And I think Graham is just ready. Him and Newton, are, I think they're ready enough. And Graham is going to show why he, uh, you know, he's the, the, the Jayhawk leader of the team this year. Plus Virginia, number, number one, Villanova, another number one seed still standing. Looking like them and Duke, if we're honest, have played the best pure basketball passing and, and just everything. Who you got in this game? So I really, really want to pick Villanova. Uh, I'm sorry, I really, really want to pick West Virginia. Huggy Bear, when he gets his press going, when he throws his athletes out there, when he creates chaos. Well, and just the senior, he, so, he's so cool and calm. Carter, Devon Carter, he's a great senior, man. I know, but the problem is that Villanova has got experience, they've got depth, they've got they got talent, bench. and they've got, you know, Jay Wright is confident. I mean, this is a team De- that De- really... De- and Brunson. 
Yeah, and Brunson, that's the key right there, is, is the fact that they've got those guards and the, and they have the freshman talent. So you got to think that this team, West Virginia, could, could really cause damage, but it's a bad matchup. I think, and like you said, Villanova's playing as well as anybody else in the tournament. So between Bridges and Brunson, you know, the senior and the junior, I think they're going to, I think they're going to be able to withstand the West Virginia press and have the poise, even if they go down in the first half, to have the poise to just play a 40-minute game and win. So I like Villanova. I like Villanova, too. Brunson, Bridges, uh, all the, you know, Jay Wright's a great coach. I think once he got that one championship two years ago, it it, it, it took the monkey off his back, and now he's coaching much more relaxed. And I think it affects the players. I think Huggy is trying to get into the Hall of Fame, and you know, they Carter wants a championship so bad. Him and Dexter Miles, they're they're grinding for it, but I don't think they're good enough shooters. So I think at the end of the day, even though they got some depth too, and then you know, but like you said, it's the guard play and Brunson and Mikel Bridges. You you don't want to press them because they'll go down and boogie on you, and they pass it so well. So I'm gonna take Villanova. They're gonna pull away maybe by. Eight to twelve points. Texas Tech, number three against number two Purdue, with the big guy. How how bad is that injury, man? That broke my heart to see Haas go down. Is that the end of Purdue? Did they did they get that win over Butler? But they can't expect any more. What do you feel? That's it. You're done. I thought they would have lost yeah. the game anyway. But I tell yeah, you what, yeah. this Texas Tech team to me. Good. Impressive. Keenan Evans is a name that you need to know. And I don't know yeah. how much hey he can make at the next level. But I know at this level he'll make a roster. This, I think he makes a roster. I've been this kid is that. nice. I mean, he's one of yeah. the top guards in the nation and let alone, you know, and, and and then you throw Zaire Smith, the freshman who just goes up and up and up and up, takes care of business. I tell you what, this Texas Tech team also could make a deep run. I mean, could go Final Four and beyond. The team is talented. Mm-hmm. They are a nuisance on defense. They're athletic. They run. They finish. I, I like this team a lot. I think I think they handle Purdue. Yeah, no, no, let's not to like. So Ray, let's let's uh, you know we got our picks for that, but let's go to the next part. What's your Final Four? Because we'll be back next week. Who's going to do the conversation next Monday for us? Who's your final four? You know what? I'm going to say Kentucky. Mm -hmm. Oh, that Texas Tech-Villanova game, man. I want to say Texas Tech so badly, but I think I'm going to say Villanova, Duke, and... You know, I'm going to say the Ziggy Zags of Gonzaga. So I'm going to go with a five, a one, a two, and a four. Hmm. Okay. So who do you have out of the Kansas region? Duke. Are you taking Villanova? Oh, Duke, 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 Duke. Okay. Duke, yeah, I'm taking Kentucky, Villanova, yeah. Duke, and Gonzaga. Oh, man. You know, this is where you want to just come off an upset and, and, and 
this is great, but, you know, I kind of feel the same thing. I I do say this. I think Duke's talent is too much, and I think Villanova is too much. I think they're the cream of the crop. So then my question is, can Kentucky, can they get on this roll and get it done? And I just think that there's no one there to stop them. I think if they play Loyola, they're going to be able to get them done. So then it comes down to Gonzaga against Michigan. And for some reason, I feel like it's Gonzaga's time to make it. But just to be different from you, I'm going to say Michigan. So I got Kentucky, Michigan, Duke, and Villanova. But I Don't play some pretty similar. Gonzaga makes it. Yeah, I mean, I originally thought Gonzaga, but I just want to go with Michigan because, you know what? These kids, they're hungry, you know what I mean? They're definitely hungry. And I think that they, I don't know, that win was so colossal. So we've got a couple minutes left, man. There's been so much going on in NFL free agency. we got to just bring people up to date. Let's start with the trade. Obviously, we got two of them. So the Bills were 21 and 22. Now the first round is all different because they switched with the Bengals and moved up all the way up to 12. And you're thinking they might try to move up further to get a quarterback, but oh no, the Jets go from six to three and send three second round picks to the Colts. What do you think? Because it's looking like now Browns, Giants, Jets, Browns, Browns again at four, and then obviously Broncos five, Colts six. Do you think the first three picks are going to just easily be quarterbacks, Donald, Donald Rosen, and either Allen or Mayfield? Or do you think the Giants trade down? What are you thinking? And do you think that was a good move by the Jets? I think it was a panic move by the Jets. But you Ooh. know what? If you only, I think it's smart. Well, here, here's the thing. I guess it depends on how you rank these quarterbacks, right? Because if you think there's four legitimate quarterbacks out there, you would have gotten number four probably, or number three or four at, at the sixth pick. So by moving up to three, you're guaranteed to get no lo- no lower than, than the third pick, the third quarterback. Maybe, but it if you would have waited, like, you would have been like Arizona Cardinals last year, right? You can't sit there and wait. You see Buffalo's coming, just like the Eagles last year. They made two trades to enough, get up to number two. Look, you know, it, it all depends on, on who you get, right? If you end up getting all, making all this hay to get Josh Allen, um, you know, is he worth it? I don't know. Rosen, uh, Mayfield. I, to me, I don't love any it's of these Baker, baby. I got to get you on the Baker train. You're not on the Baker train. I'm not on the Baker train. I'm not on the Baker train as, a, as, as, a, as the number three pick in the draft. No, no, I can't. I can't. He's going to lead your like second favorite team back to the playoffs. That's what's going to happen. Not, I think, I'm, honestly, no. the Giants, I, you know what? The Giants Here's are going to do it, too. Go ahead. Go what ahead. are they going to do? Trade down? I, I want to see the no, trade. No, down. they're either going to trade down Rosen or Barkley. And I think with them signing Nate Solder and, and, and Jonathan Stewart, they're saying we're going to try to help Eli now, three years. And either they'll trade down to get Nelson, who's a beast, the guard from Notre Dame, right? And then, you know, later on or in the second round, They'll have maybe the Browns' second-round pick or whoever's second-round pick. They can trade those to get back into the first round, or they'll just be there at the top of the second round and get Mason Rudolph. 
I think in some ways the Giants are like, let Rudolph and Webb battle, but let's improve this team because Nelson will be like a Joe Thomas, 10, 11 years, but, you know, the top guard in the league, maybe like a Zach Martin. And then now you got Nate Solar for what, a four or five year deal. So I think they're banking on Eli for two more years and then they'll get a quarterback in the second round. Could, could be wrong. Maybe they get Barkley, or maybe they just go and lose him. I, can, I get concerned about Rosen. I know you like the big arm and Allen, but Rosen is the prototype, but he can't move. And those type of quarterbacks are becoming dinosaurs, and he's skinny and can't move. Right, so he's going to get crunched. Now. Yeah, he, he, he might not survive a season in the NFL. He might be like uh, – uh, I, I can't he needs even to, think he about needs to redshirt a year. No, no, he needs to redshirt a year to get bigger. And look, the Jets bring back McCown and Bridgewater. You know, they sign Isaiah Crowell. So let's talk about some of these big signings. You still got big guys out there like Sue, who was released. You still have Navarro Bowman, Rashard Breland. Um, two good safeties, Kenny Vicario and Eric Reed. Do you think Eric Reed potentially is being blackballed like Kaepernick? In terms of the protest stuff, I think he might be. I think it's a, it's a possibility. Yeah. I know you loved your Texans signing ty- signing Tyron Matthew. I listen. You know, I'm not a Texan fan, but I got to tell you that was huge, and the Cardinals made a big mistake. The kid is just a playmaker, and maybe you try to just switch some of the you know prolate his contract or bonus money, and I know Steve Wilkes is going to a different defensive system, the Panther system, so they're just like, oh, the, the position is not as important. But, Ray, it's always important in this league when you have a guy who can play corner nickel, guard your third receiver or the slot receiver, and play safety and, and, and create turnovers. To me, that's a bad mistake by the Cardinals organization and the Texans, Wow, because remember, they lost A.J. Bouye last year, bringing in a him, then they can draft another corner, and then you have Clowney and Watt and Merciless coming back, and Deshaun Watson. The Texans are definitely going to push the Jaguars for the division, the Steelers and Patriots for the conference. The Texans are going to be serious. Where do you think Suicide's, Ray? He's visiting the Rams tomorrow, and he went to the Saints and Titans. Where does the big, big fella land? I think he, goes he can still play. He can Ooh. still play, but it's all about money, right? It was a matter of time. I mean, he signed that mega contract, and frankly, uh, you know, he, he didn't he much. didn't live up to it. He didn't live up to it. So another one of these over. He's double teamed. He freed up the other guys, you know. I guess, but he for that kind of money, player. for that kind of money, I mean, that was like top defensive player in the game money. You got to make an impact. Yeah. You got to find a way to make an impact, and and it's hard. Could you imagine him and Aaron Donald together, Ray? <laughs> wow, that's that would be nice. The Rams freed up some money for that, but uh, no, I, I you know I see him going to Tennessee. Okay, and then he'll be matching up with Jarrell Casey, who's a great player. So I think that's a matchup. Um, obviously, you know the Vikings got their quarterback, Kirk Cousins. And Sheldon Richardson, the Saints kept Drew Brees. How do you like the Broncos doing Case Keenum for two years? And do you think at number five they'll still try to get a Josh Allen or Mayfield, whoever falls to them at the number five pick? How do you see that playing out? 
Yes. I mean, I think that everybody who is on the board and thinking of a quarterback is going to take one this year. I just have, have a feeling that these guys have sort of a marketed, either marketed themselves or have a magical feel about them. And I think that all of these guys, including your guy, Baker Mayfield, will go top 10. So I think there'll be four, if not five quarterbacks, or four quarterbacks for sure taken in the top 10. Uh, and then do you, you – go ahead. No, no, I was going to say, do you like – well, two things. One, the Buffalo Bills are going to still try to trade up, I believe, and maybe offer the Cleveland Browns, you know, a couple of things to get that fourth pick where – they could say, look, take 12 and take 22, and then we'll give you a second rounder or whatever next year or whatever. Because I think the Bills have shown, look, we got rid of Tyrod. Yes, we brought in A.J. McCarron, but he's just on a two-year deal. I think they want to draft somebody, and I think they know and that whether Josh Allen would be perfect for them. So I think the Bills, you're going to see some more trade. That's the one thing. And then what did you think about the Chiefs? with Sammy Watkins and the Bears with Allen Robinson Graham finally getting some weapons for the young quarterbacks. I like that. I like both signings. Both signings were about changing places more than anything. Allen Robinson comes off the injury, and, you know, the Jags just kind of hinted that they don't want to pay him, so he needed to move on. And Sammy Watkins, you know, he's only 25 years old, but – at a certain point, you got to cash in on that potential. You can't always be the guy with the potential. Um, you know, he's a big kid. He's got all the tools. He's number two pick. He was all-world at Clemson. Now it's time to deliver, right? You've got an off, a creative offensive head coach. You've got talent around you. You're not the only guy. You need to just stay healthy and prove that you're a number one receiver. So this, this is your time to shine. And then, and then, of course, we talk about Jordy Nelson going, speaking of number one wide receivers, yeah, right? Jordy yeah. Nelson going to the Raiders. Michael Crabtree coming over to the, to the East Coast. Go sign with yeah. Baltimore. So, yeah, we got musical wide receivers going on. Did you, Rudy, do you like Jimmy Graham and Muhammad Wilkerson going to the Packers? I Too do. much money for Graham at 31. That's a lot of money for Graham. He got the same thing four years ago, over $10 million, right? That's crazy. I, don't, yeah, I, I was I surprised, guess. but – I guess they needed something to keep Aaron Rodgers happy. Yeah. Well, and I think Jordy Nelson will help Carr and, and help Amari Cooper, which is more important. So we just wanted to give you some update. You know, we didn't want to neglect the NFL because it's still going to be all about the madness. And listen, Ray, we got to send out our prayers to Tyron Lue. I mean, you know, coughing up blood and chest pains is so serious. So hopefully the Cavaliers coach gets his health right and his rest and returns whenever he's ready because that was pretty uh, startling news this morning. I'm sure you saw that and thought it was kind of wild. I didn't know he was going through that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what's going on. Think about this. Think about the turmoil in in the Cleveland organization. Kevin Love breaks his hand. He came. He comes. He comes back tonight, but now he re, he reveals his anxiety issues. And Coach yeah, Lou with, mm-hmm. with his physical issues. And, of course, they're dealing with a brand-new roster. Oh, and by the way, LeBron has the option to leave. So Cleveland, is, and, and they're in third place. So yeah. that, a lot of tension in that organization right now. A lot's going to be know. decided. It, it comes from, I think it rots from the top, man. It rots from the top. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I'm not a big damn Gilbert fan. 
just like I'm not a Dan Snyder fan with the Redskins and Alex Smith and what they're trying to do down there. Nobody signed Terrell Pryor yet. Maybe they need to sign him. So, look, it's going to be a great sports week. Thursday, Friday, watch the madness. We'll be tweeting out about the games, and we will talk to you Monday and set up the final four, review the weekend, and get you covered. So have a great sports week. And spring starts, Ray, right? right? What, a day or two? That's right. Yeah. 21st.